Blog Talk Radio. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. Lightning, go. GNC, we're going. Down here, go. Control, go. Go, go. FAO, we are down. Network, go. Discovery, go. Capcom, we're going. Fly. Launch control, this is Houston. We are going to launch. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is the first episode of 2016. On the other end, my good friend, George Alonzo. This is Reality Check. We're talking pro wrestling and anything else that we feel like. George, it's amazing, man. We're heading into our fifth year here in the Roman show, I remember the first time you and I started this thing, we were doing it from a room, and you, you, you were acting not like yourself. Remember that? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, you, you're talking about the first couple of days of the Roman show, man. Uh, that's when I uh, portrayed the character El Electrico, which was actually my in-ring name in the Independence, uh, on your show. <laughs> and let's just say we scared off a couple people. I think so, man. But here we are. We're heading into our fifth year, and we really haven't had a proper celebration. But we got to do it. We have to do a proper celebration. Uh, I think it's time. I think that the the show calls for it. But George, nonetheless, we are here. Fifth year, 2016. We're bringing you great stuff. Last year we had a phenomenal year. You know, we went to, to Japan. Uh, we covered a whole bunch of events in Orlando. We went to uh, Vegas. We went to different uh, states. And this year, George, believe it or not, we're kicking out the new year by heading out to Mexico where we are going to interview Eric Montaño uh, in Mexico City. He is he competes for the UFC. He was actually on the Ultimate Fighter Latin America reality show. And we're going to meet with him one-on-one in his gym to talk about the training out there in Mexico and him following his footsteps of his brother who's already in the UFC. So, listen, the, the Roman show is just expanding. It's getting bigger. It, we are not just Florida. We are not just Miami. We are the world, George. And that's what the Roman show sets itself apart. And I think it really puts it on a different level. And that is the goal that we want to reach this year. And locally, George, it all kicks off January 23rd. I want to plug this up because January 23rd, the Legend of Wrestling at the Mikosuke Resort in Gamble. Um, Gamble, I always get confused. Mikosuke Resort, uh, Resort, they are bringing the best of the best and legends from Bill Goldberg, Mick Foley, Kurt Angle, Chavo Guerrero, Coco Beware. The list goes on and on. Everything starts off at 4 p.m. with a one-on-one meet and greet. For one price, you can meet all these guys and take pictures. And then afterwards, you can stick around for the match matches actually and later on the show we are going to welcome Gangrel who George is actually going to take on Scott Steiner for the Mikusuki World Heavyweight title 
That is the main event of the evening. Gangrel versus Scotty Steiner. Big Papa Pump. I'm pumped already for January 23rd. And also, since you're a big wrestling fan listening to us, you can check out www.live.com because they also will have a huge show up north. And the Gables are, are going to be there. Uh, the, the, the wrestling tag team from NXT yeah. and uh, Chad, Chad Gable and, and Jason Jordan. Yeah, Jason Jordan and Chad Gables and also the news broke out that William Regal is going to be in the house as well. So all of that you're going to get if you're in Orlando because you're going to check out Royal Rumble the next day. Head on over and check out that Evolve show. They're going to be there. Great opportunity. And if you can't be there, well, then no worries because you can check it out on www.live.com and you can stay right here in Miami with us to be at the Mikosuke Resort to visit. You know what it is to be surrounded by Kurt Angle, Bill Goldberg, and the Mikosuke Resort, George, it's not, it's not like, a, like a huge place. I mean, we're not talking about Las Vegas and the MGM Garden here. It's a very small venue. So you are able to access these people, talk to them, Heck, you might even be able to catch a beer with one of these guys. And not only that, you're going to meet, you're going to take a picture, you're going to get an autograph, you can watch the matches, and hang out with us from the Roman show, George. You can't get any better than that. And here's the the cool part. Here's the awesome cool part about this event of Legends of Wrestling. Okay, let's do our math, okay? Again, this is not an attack at any other event. This is pure math. You know, you go to a Russell reunion, you spend uh, over hundreds of dollars to get into the, uh, to, the, uh, to the arena. Then you have to pay the wrestler for an autograph or a photo or both. Okay, you're already spending about maybe 200 to $300. Yeah. For a very low price, you could get all of that for one price. Yeah. Okay, at the Legends of Wrestling. And you don't you- have to pay something now and then pay something more later. You get everything for one price. Yeah, that's the cool thing about it. One price, and it's not—it's less than two hundred. I, I can show you that. You can check out the uh, legendsofwrestling.com website. And George, I mean, you, you yourself have seen it when you had these comments. I'm not bashing the comic cons or wrestle cons or anything like that. Oh, of course not. But uh, you, know, you know the prices. You, you pay like eighty bucks or fifty bucks just for a signature, and here you're getting it for one price, and you're getting all of those guys all under one roof. You can't get any better than that. And let me just say this, for a person like, the, a name like Kurt Angle, a guy who's been all over the world, including Japan, you know, here in the WWE and TNA, he's one of those guys that you could only say has been a champion in every company he's been in. And you're going to be able to meet him for a very low price. Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, man, if you're a diehard wrestling fan, heck, even if you grew up watching wrestling back in the 80s and 90s, and, you know, kind of stayed away from it because you're growing out of it, which is cool. You can see these guys for one price. You're going to see it all under one roof for the Mikasuki Resort. That's on January 23rd. Come out there. Kick it with us. Check out the show. Hang out with the stars. Hang out with us. You're going to have a blast. We'll talk to Gungrel a little later today. He's going to tell us about all the experience that you are going to have on January 23rd. And also on tonight's program, as mentioned in the beginning, ACW champion C.J. O'Doyle, who was part of the Stone Cold Broken Skull Ranch. He was in that um, reality show, and he is now the champ at the ACW promotion. He's going to talk to us about taking on Deimos. He defends his title this weekend, January 16. You can catch it 
on WWNLive.com or you can check it out for yourself in the Newport Richie area. But let's talk some pro wrestling, George. A lot of stuff has been happening since the beginning of the new year and it all has to start with a whole Bullet Club rumor uh, right after Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, it turned out... As a matter of fact, uh, sorry for interrupting your, uh, you, Mr. Roman. I know you have some great things to say, but breaking news uh, for you wrestling fans... Uh, and this might be a bigger sign that he might be coming to the WWE. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura uh-huh. has been officially stripped of the NGPW, and I'm talking about the IWGP IC title. So N- New Japan has stripped him of the IWGP Intercontinental title, and right now Kenny Omega will be going up against a undisclosed opponent at the next pay-per-view over there in Japan uh, for the vacant IC title. But I will tell you this much, it is not going to be Nakamura. There you go. More signs that he could possibly making an appearance in WWE. He was one gentleman who was mentioned part of this big group uh, that could possibly invade or come to the WWE. Also in that is Bullet Club members AJ Styles, Doc Gobbles, and Carl Anderson. George, this is huge if it really does happen. Of course, everything has been all talks. But one thing that was noticed is that WWE.com reported on the rumor, which is really new to us because when rumors start on the Internet, the WWE.com doesn't really mention it, but they're really taking it to heart. And then rumors are also swirling that they had even purchased the Bullet Club name or so, so they can sell their merchandise. So this thing seems kind of... Uh, pretty much on the right side. Our good friend Court Bauer, actually, from Major League Wrestling Radio, he was the one that kind of put the the, 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 the bean out there so it could pretty much grow into what it is today. But, George, this is some serious stuff that these guys come to the WWE. The latest rumor is that AJ Styles might appear in the Royal Rumble. Well, it's going to be hard to say because the dirty man over the top Royal Rumble has already been uh, maxed out to 30 members, but we've already seen many, many surprises from the past, you know, in all, every single Royal Rumble we've been in, or, I mean, sorry, that we've seen, <laughs> we've never been in a Rumble, you and I, Roman, I no. think you and I will probably be eliminated just as quick <laughs> as unless we it, win if we ever work. Unless it was backyard wrestling rumbles. Uh, that's a different story, though. But basically, yeah, listen, you and I had this conversation, um, I think, uh, two or three days ago, Mr. Roman, where I told you, no, actually, I had this conversation with Ranger Joe. Uh, I told him, listen, the proper debut for the Bullet Club would be because, you know, Mr. Roman, how many times have you and I ever seen a rumble where there's this specific one person or group that takes over the WWE ring for like 10 minutes, Yeah. you know, eliminating left and right? This year's is obviously the Wyatt family, mm-hmm. okay? What I see happening is that the Wyatt family will go on a rampage eliminating people left and right and then Bray will most likely get on the mic saying, hey, we're the most powerful group, we're the most powerful family, like he's been doing for the past couple weeks and then out comes the Bullet Club. That's my prediction. I, if that happens, Jesus, you know, I mean, how, how good would that be? Many people are saying, you know, have, have him do that whole Nexus type of takeover where they just destroy everything. Including the wild, yeah, you know? 
Yeah, but Mr. Roman, do the math. It's equally matched. You've got the Wyatt family, which is a team of four, mm-hmm. which is Bray Wyatt, Eric Rowan, Luke Harper, and Braun Strowman. Okay? And then you've got the Bullet Club, which you got AJ Styles, uh, of course. Anderson and Gott. Yep. you got Carl Anderson, that Gallo. could also work with anyone. Luke, uh, Doc Gallows, that could possibly be the one guy to match power versus power versus Braun Strowman. And then you got the wild card, the leader of the Bullet Club, the original leader, Finn Balor. Oh, and that's the biggest rumor, him making an appearance, his debut on the main roster. If that were to happen, boy, I think the ratings will go up the roof for the WWE. Hey, WWE, I hope you're paying attention. I hope so. We just we just gave you the ratings right now. Just by... <laughs> by but, and, and, and it'd be great because then you have Fastlane, which is really kind of like a dull pay-per-view, but... If you have this contest, can you imagine a four-on-four being the main event for that pay-per-view and then little by little start spreading those those four, uh, four-on-four and, you know, having a, maybe a tag match out of that and two singles in WrestleMania? I mean, it's the best way to do it. No, I, I, I agree. But on top of that, the, listen, the winners are not the WWE. And they're not definitely not the Bullet Club or the Wyatt family. It's the fans because now the fans are going to have this opportunity to see dream matches they never thought they'll ever see. Can you imagine a Bray Wyatt versus a Finn Balor? A Bray Wyatt versus a Finn Balor or a Bray Wyatt versus AJ Styles. How about this? Carl Machine Gun Anderson and Doc Gallows versus the Dudley Boys. You know, you got a mess or Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson versus the Usos. Mm-hmm. You know, you you got a mess of great talent all around that entire roster. And WWE would be dumb not to give them what they need. You know, if AJ Styles says, I want $10,000, give him the $10,000. I know that's very low, but give him the $10,000. Because right now, WWE, you got nobody. And, and you're old. You got and, and you're right. You know, they literally have no... Cena's hurt. He's getting a surgery. Seth Rollins is recuperating. Randy Orton is gone. I mean, it's just big stars are going down. They, and, and not to take on anyone that's on the roster. They are all... They're there for a reason. But as this man came out yesterday on, on Monday Night Raw saying, hey, the brass, brass ring, come and get it. It's anyone's chance. But by bringing in these four guys onto the main roster could really shift things around and can bring in new life and something exciting because these are people that we know of. The diehard wrestling fans know of an AJ Styles, the Doc Gallows, the Andersons, and Nakamura, but now bringing it in to the WWE with their own flow or their own skill, their their own swagger, it's going to change things around and it's going to make it so exciting. And this is what exactly... Listen, I'll be honest with you, George. I've... I have not been watching all the three hours of Monday Night Raw. I flipped the channel because it's just the programming is just not there. I, I I don't know what it is, but everything is just expected. Last night's ending was eh, but it wasn't the best, you know. And you're competing up against the the college football championship game. You need to bring your A game on a night like this. Well, you know, honestly, I, I'm. Not gonna lie, like watching the past couple Raws, the replays and stuff, I, I would say to myself, oh, they're building up for a Roman Reigns versus Triple H at WrestleMania for the title. You know, 
but and, and listen, unlike you, Mr. Roman, I know you're not trying to bash anything or you're just speaking your opinion. But to me, I feel like they ended Raw perfectly because now a lot of people were saying, like me, were saying, oh, Roman Reigns is going to face Triple H at WrestleMania yeah. by hook or by crook. Whether yeah. Triple H was a surprise entrant for the Royal Rumble and wins the title or, you know, uh, Roman Reigns retains and fights, uh, you know, they continue on with their long, you know, term uh, feud. But after last night... Now you're wondering, is Brock Lesnar going to walk out of the Rumble as the champion? And especially with the clue of, you know, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns both laughing at each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's like... And, 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 and that aspect, the aspect does make, does make it exciting that now the Rumble is not only just for the winner facing the champion in WrestleMania, but becoming the champion. That does bring some new excitement to the Rumble itself. A lot of people in that rumble are champions already. You got the tag team mm-hmm. champions that are in there. You got, you know, the United States champion, uh, the new United States champion, Kalisto, in yeah. there. You have the the Intercontinental champion in there. You got all the champions in one big rumble. So what I'm saying is this, uh, Mr. Roman, and I'm predicting this now. We are going to see an old school format of the Royal Rumble this year, where you're going to see talents like the champions working twice that night. I'm predicting it. Yeah, yeah. And we'll talk as we get closer to the Royal Rumble who our predictions are. But I'm sure... Well, let's just leave it there. Let's talk some other stuff here. As you mentioned, Cena... Uh, Cena well, we mentioned Cena's out and now Lesnar is part of the Royal Rumble. And, and and as we get closer, of course, some more matches start building. Kalista, you mentioned, he won the U.S. title. That came as a shocker. That obviously is going to be a match between Alberto Del Rio in the Royal Rumble in itself. But let's talk about Sting being inducted into the Hall of Fame. He is the first inductee. Kind of early, though. I, I, we haven't seen an, an induction name this early in the year. Right before, well, right before Royal Rumble. I don't recall. This is the first time. Because, Mr. Roman, the WWE's got nothing to sell that weekend. <laughs> the, you know, they, like, like you were saying earlier, they don't have a Seth Rollins. They don't have a John Cena. They don't have a Randy Orton. You know, they don't have a Cesaro. They, they, they lost every bread and butter they could possibly have right now. So what are they doing? They're trying to make up for time and say, guys, we're going to give you our first induct- uh, inductee. More reason to show up. Here you go. Here's Sting. This is the same way they did with The Rock. Look how early The Rock announced that he was going to be at WrestleMania 32. And he has even said what he's going to do. Do you think they're going to induct him? You think that they'll have the Sting and The Rock being inducted into the Hall of Fame, or even The Undertaker? No. Uh, as a matter of fact, I've heard some other rumored names that are going to be inducted this year into the Rumble, including, uh, you know, the fabulous Freebirds, uh, like Michael P.S. Hayes, Terry Gordy. Uh, they're still wondering if they're going to induct Jimmy Garvin alongside with them, but uh, fabulous Freebirds are rumored to actually be inducted this year. Uh, Vader actually sent out a tweet yep. saying, uh, clueing that he will be inducted this year. Uh, they've even went as far as saying JBL might get inducted this year in in, uh, in his original hometown of Texas. Hmm. So it, it's it, it's a toss up. Yeah. We're gonna have to wait and see, but absolutely, we definitely uh, Sting more than he deserved a darn thing. It was just about time, but. I know that the last time 
He faced uh, Seth Rollins. He suffered some injuries. Is there a possibility, George, with the rumored match being Undertaker versus Cena? Obviously, Cena is not going to be in WrestleMania. It's the first time in I don't know how many years he's never been in a WrestleMania, but could we get to see that dream match? Sting versus The Undertaker? That is a very good question. Now that, you know, I never thought about this until you said it. And to be honest with you, I don't know what the WWE could do at this point because this was like the ultimate hurrah for The Undertaker. A lot of people were saying, no, Brock Lesnar was the ultimate hurrah for The Undertaker. That was Undertaker's ultimate battle. But no, I think John Cena was going to, was made for the ultimate battle per se because you got the face of the WWE today versus the face of the WWE of the past. You had two phenoms going against each other. Two. And I don't know what they're going to do now to actually, like, what are you going to do? Put them against Triple H again? (laughs) I hope not. We're going to have to wait and see, but it's going to be a very interesting WrestleMania season as we get closer to that date. But remember, this is scheduled or predicted to be the biggest WrestleMania of all time. So they definitely need need some big shots in Arlington if they want to pack the house at the Dallas Cowboys home. That pretty much wraps it up for Reality Check. We'll be right back. Coming up next, Gangrel talking about the legend of wrestling and also his battle against Scotty Steiner, big papa pump for the Mikusuki heavyweight title. We'll be back. Guys, I know how hard it is to work year-round, day-long, week-long. Then you come home and you get all this other stress. Well, let Massages in Space take care of you. That's MassagesInSpace.com. Check them out. They are located in Miami. All you got to do is give them a buzz. and They'll treat your body right and trust me, you'll walk out like brand new massagesinspace.com well Florida is in for a big treat because well on uh, the 24th of January you got the Royal Rumble up in Orlando but here in Miami on January 23rd the Mikazuki Resort and Gaming is going to be home to all the legends of wrestling you got people like Goldberg Kurt Angle Mick Foley and so much more inside the dome that's where we actually had our live podcast with the Nasty Boys, uh, Brian Nobbs and Jimmy Hart. But on the line, we have one of the contenders who's going to be uh, wrestling for the Mikasuki heavyweight title against Big Papa Pump, Scott Steiner. On the line, we have Gangrel. How are you, Gangrel? Welcome to the Roman Show. Pleasure to speak to you. What's going on, man? I'm glad to be on the Roman Show. Did you, did you say I got to wrestle that big pop of Tom Scott Steiner? That, Holy smoke. That's what Nobbs tells me. He tells you you're going you're gonna to wrestle Scott, Scotty Steiner for the Mikasuki heavyweight title. He's a big dude. But, you know, impressive the way that he's just in great shape. Well, yeah, he's in great shape. He moves a lot of weights. But, um, you know, I don't know if he's going to come out because I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm a Florida boy born and raised, you know. And so the Mikasuki uh, tribal heavyweight title, that, that, that sounds like something prestigious to have down here. And I, don't, I think I want to be the uh, first guy to run off and hold that title right there. <laughs> first vampire. There you go. You know, you know something, though, about you, Gangrel? You, Scott Steiner, Goldberg, all you guys, uh, back in the Attitude Era, you guys pushed 
pushed to, to, to the limit when it came to professional wrestling, taking things a little bit to the extreme, putting your bodies on the line to a certain way. But you guys are still going. What, what's the secret? I don't know if there's any secret. I truly have a passion for pro wrestling. I truly love pro wrestling. I, I broke in in 87 down here in South Florida with Rusty Brooks and Boris Malenko. And, uh, man, I, I, think, I think hard work's a secret. You know, they say a rolling stone gathers no moss, right? So I think, I think once we, you know, the fellas, when they get up in age and they start slowing down and they, 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 they push themselves towards hey, being part-time or retirement, that's when he catches up to you. I think you just got to go. I mean, you know, if you got a brand new car and you drive it 100 mile an hour right off the lot, this whole life is going to last forever. If you start driving it slow, it's going to break down. It's the same thing with us, you know. You just got to keep going and going, banging and banging 24-7. <laughs> is, is, is that something that the, you two uh, tell your students, because you, you also train some of these upcoming guys, but one of the guys that just covered the top of my head, Rusoff, you helped train. Yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, Alexander Rusoff. Yeah, he's a good boy. He was a good student, though. He was a good guy to teach. <laughs> yeah, he's a big dude too. So, what are your thoughts on 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 his take right now on the WWE? How they're using him? Obviously, last year had that big, you know, that big streak he had uh, playing out the that yeah. heel character. What are your thoughts on him? Well, I mean, I, like, uh, I don't know for sure what's really going on with him right now. It doesn't seem like they're losing using him very much, but um, but he's a great talent, and um, you know, he, I, I think you know what comes around comes it'll come back around again. So. He was one of those guys that truly, truly loves pro wrestling. You know, he had a, you know, he moved to this country. He moved here to become a pro wrestler. Uh, when we had the wrestling school out in California, we were still out there in Knox Pro with TC and uh, Count Black Pro. Um, it was called Knox Pro. And he showed up and he wanted to be a wrestler. He didn't miss, he didn't miss any classes. There was a morning class, an evening class, and he would sleep in that parking lot to train so he wouldn't miss a class in between job shifts. He had three different jobs when he moved here to America. You know, barely spoke English. He came here, you know, uh, you know, it's funny enough that his gimmick is Rusev and, you know, he hates America, blah, 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 but he came here and he's living the American dream and I couldn't be prouder of that guy right now. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately he's been met with some injuries so that, that's the reason why he hasn't particularly been on but an impressive story there. Well, I, I don't know what injury he had. I think uh, he had like, some kind of heel injury and mm-hmm. he started wearing like shoes after that, you know, but I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, if, if I had to point a finger, I'd probably point it at creative or maybe he shouldn't announce that he's getting married or something. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, yeah, your yeah. thoughts on that, because here you have, you have a heel character, you know, this big tough guy, hates America, and then he announces, uh, other than TMZ, that he's getting married to this beautiful girl. Oh, yeah, very beautiful, yeah. I mean, like I said, the American dream, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's living it. <laughs> He's living it and then some. <laughs> so, you've been out there at Pablo Marquez's main event training center, and, uh, in fact, you were there with, with Rocky Johnson. I saw a picture with and you and, and Marquez. Uh, some of the guys or girls that you're training there, I mean, what, what are some of the things that you look for in some of these students, and what do you think of this talent now that's in the indies right now compared to the talents um, compared to the Indies back then when you started back in the 80s? Well, it, you know, it, it, I think it's the whole generation. You know, it's not just wrestling. It, it's kids in general. It's, it, it's so very different. There's no no discipline and, and stuff like that. So they've changed and, and people approach things. But um, at Pablo School, you know, I went in there. They were kind of all kind of sort of like that. But, you know, uh, pushing them. I want to see passion. I want to see heart. I want to I hear I'm not going to quit. I want to see I'm not going to quit. And, 
you know, and, it, and then once I stepped in late, they've already been well on their path to training and everything, and it's a great place to train. And uh, but these kids, they're, they're, they're truly stepping up. I was just in class last night, and I mean, they're in the squatting, push-ups, sit-ups, running drills, outside puking, and um, they're showing me a lot, a lot of heart down there at the main event training center, and um, yeah, I'm very proud of them, uh, uh, of the kids, you know, because I go around and I do seminars in different places. I'm on the road every week, you know. I'm home really only two days a week down here in South Florida, and, uh, and most of the time I'm traveling, I'm out there, and uh, a lot of people don't have that in them. And you, you've got to, you know, heart and passion can beat out talent on a bad day any day if you have heart and passion, you know, and, and hard work. First one in the ring, last one to leave the ring. Um, you know, you got to be told to leave the ring, you know, and, that, and that's what you need, really, to, to be out there and, and make it in pro wrestling. you got to want it, love it. It's got to be your whole life, you know. And, uh, you know, you know when I first got there, I was a little worried about it, but these kids are really, really coming on strong down there. So, you know, I'm very proud of them, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what comes out of that school in the future. And, Greg, I mean, you had a great run in WWE The Brood. Uh, I mean, it, to this day, it freaks me out. Just looking at those uh, on the network, I'm able to go back and see some of your, your with the brew with Chris and, uh, and Edge, with the whole blood thing and all of that stuff. How, how much of, a, of an input did you have in, 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 into that, 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 that gimmick, that character, that faction? Well, well, I kept I kept giving him, what a lot of people don't realize is I worked from, um, like, 1988 yep. like on with WWE, WWF to WWE. Um, they knew who I was, and I was always pushing the vampire thing, and they told me, you know, the vampire thing's never going to work, it's not going to happen, and, you know, I kept, you know, telling them, playing up the movie The Lost Boys, and giving them all this research on uh, The Masquerade, which is like a Dungeons and Dragons role-playing for, for, like, vampires and stuff like that, and they were like, ah, they were him and on, this isn't going to work, and then, and then I kept telling them the brood, like, I wouldn't call it the brood, but I said, if you just got a group of vampires that, was, that were, like, just cool, it didn't matter if they win, lost, or, or, or whatever, as long as they look cool doing it and they were vampires, I said, you can't go wrong, you know, and they, they, they you know, they, they, they and hard, but then they, they finally broke down and said, all right, we kind of see what you're doing, and they went with it, and then it was a really great ride, and I couldn't be prouder of Christian Edge and to the careers they went on with and, and stuff like that, um, there's great talents, uh, great talents. Edge, I re- really love Edge, but Christian, um, I gotta give him his props. There's nobody that could put a match together better than Christian. Christian, you know, you might, we call, you should call him the squeaky wheel. Let's say the squeaky wheel gets the oil, because he's always like, you know, he's like, why am I moving? Why am I doing this? Why am I this? Or why am I that? But, you know, you know, bless him, man. Bless his heart. <laughs> but, uh, he, he, uh, he could put a match together like no other with anybody. And, um, you know, if he gave you a match, if he came up to you, you know, the right idea, you could argue it a little bit and this and this and that. But if you sat back and you really thought about it, you go, man, that's, this kid's pretty smart, man. This is what's going on. <laughs> well, was there anyone else considered for the brood other than Christian and, and um, Christian and Ed? Was there someone else or maybe other two, guys? Two in? other guys. Two other guys. Well, Christian, uh, Edge was always in. Edge, 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 Edge was in from the get-go. They, they wanted Edge, but... The two guys up for Christian spots were uh, a fellow named Falcon throughout Canada, mm-hmm. and the, uh, uh, a guy you might know from TNA and other things. Uh, 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 the heck out! Oh, 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 he's gonna kill me because I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Chris, Christopher Daniels. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he's a friend of mine. You know? <laughs> I used to a bunny all of a sudden, but yeah, Chris, Chris Daniels was you know is up, and Chris Daniels was in the lead, and. Then, I don't know where Chris just slid in the back door, and you know he could thank Edge for that. I don't know if he's ever has or ever has, has ever thanked him, but um, 
But yeah, uh, Edge got Christian in, but definitely Chris Daniels was in the lead, and Dr. Luther, another fellow out of Canada. Look at that. And now, do you, do you keep up with, with what's going on in, uh, in Monday Night Raw and SmackDown and the TNAs and the New Japan and so forth? Man, I am guilty. Guilty of not keeping up and watching. And, 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 you know, it's a shame because, you know, I'm teaching in wrestling schools and stuff like that. I should have my, you know, finger on the pulse of what's going on. I try to watch the stuff and it gets a little rough, you know. Like New Japan, well, whether on Kingdom 10, that's some good stuff. Luke Gallows is over there making noise and, and you know, AJ Styles. But, you know, there's all these rumors of this and this and that mm-hmm. going on. But, you know, I've always loved Japan. I've done 18 tours in Japan uh, up to 98, 1998 before I signed with WWE. And, Japan was truly, uh, truly loved that place. So, you know, I, 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 I um, yeah, no, I'm guilty, I, guilty charge. Uh, it'll keep up as much as I should. So, I mean, are you aware though the Bray, the the Bray Wyatt, uh, you know, the Wyatt family, and and was been because I'm yeah. trying to compare with with your and your your faction and their faction. Obviously, that spooky character they have it too. Uh, are you a fan uh, of their 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 gimmick? Uh, yeah, I, I like it, but, um, you know, I, I don't know if they've done much with it, you know, not their fault, you know, creative or writing or whatever, they get on a hot streak and then it kind of quiets down, then they'll do a little bit, they'll throw a bone to them here and there, and then it quiets back down, uh, um, I like it, I like anything different, I love characters, you know, I love the attitude there when it was characters, um, everything meant something, every win and loss contributed to somebody's career, you know, or where they were going, and, and, um, you know, a lot of that's missing now, like, the reason I can't follow the show, and I have a hard time following it, is I turn it on, and I just don't, I, I have a hard time even telling who, who's a heel or a face, you know, I don't know who the good guy or the bad guy is, it's <laughs> nuts, you know, <laughs> like, I'm like, what's going on here, because, so if I haven't watched it in a while, and I turn the TV on, it's hard for me to figure it out, and you should be able to figure that out, every five-year-old that's watching wrestling should know who the heel or the face is, right? you know, like, so, um, I get a little frustrated, but uh, as a Wyatt, so, I, I think that you could do a whole lot more with them. Um, I think uh, Bray Wyatt is a great individual as a person and a human being. I've, I've met him a few times, uh, tremendous talent, and and um, I don't know the other two guys, but, but but they all seem to work hard, and they all seem to have a lot of talent, and I, and I think they, they should do a lot more with that, and I think they'll hold them back. With Undertaker slowly fading out, there's always... Um, um, room for dark characters and strong characters like that and um, you know maybe they'll, they'll see something there uh, they'll see what I see and they'll, they'll turn it around for them and big so, things are to come bigger things they're already doing well but bigger things so so with the brew was there a little bit more life before you guys split what's that was there a little bit of more life with the brood before you guys split Back more life what do you mean oh, oh yeah well the brood well the brood thing was it all got split it was like there was the bird, it was like me and Edge feuding. Then all of a sudden there was the bird. And then that, that was all cool. But then all of a sudden, like, the bird was really getting all of a sudden. We ended up in the ministry. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, and that did turn out too good because I think no matter how hard they tried to make the bird villains or heels, the fans were cheering us. So then all of a sudden they said, hey, you're going to feud the ministry. And, you know, and I told Edge, I said, hey, the bird's gone after this. He goes, what do you mean? And you'll, you'll see. <laughs> Not even a month later, they said, hey, you know, we're going to feud the brood with the ministry, and then they broke us up, you know. Uh, but ultimately, I mean, no, no, you know, I'm not upset or anything about that, but ultimately, the main focus was on Edge, and, you know, he was like uh, a big future star for him. You know, I was told to take care of him and bring him into business and look after him, and, and you know, I did the best I could. And, uh, I mean, they really, you know, their money was on him. He was the, the lead horse to them, and, and I'm very proud of him that he went out there and he's done what he's done, and he's a... Uh, 
He's a great kid, saved his money, doing good things with his life, and I'm very proud of him. Awesome. I want to thank you for your time, man. I mean, again, you got Scotty Steiner for this Mikazuki heavyweight title, January 23rd, and not only... Oh, we got mixed. We got mixed Foley up yep. there, Steve-O, the Lassie Boys, Tommy Dreamer, I mean, Coco Beware, uh, uh, Josh Asomi, Lanny Poffo, yeah. West Frisco. <laughs> A whole, yeah, I mean, you got about an hour, an hour and change, I guess, to hang out with the fans right before the, the match itself. I mean, that's a cool experience in itself, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, there's a meet and greet at 4 o'clock, uh, 4 p.m., and, and that's going to be cool. It's, all, it's always good to hang out with the fans and stuff like that. And then at 7.30, it's showtime. And, uh, I mean, from what I understand, all, all, the, all the different tickets are sold separately from the meet and greets and all that. There's the wrestling, the meet and greet, and there's one big package. I don't know, but man, I, I'm really looking forward to getting out to the Mikasuki tribe and, and seeing the um, entertainment center and stuff like that. And we're going to be staying out there, so all the wrestlers are going to be hanging out afterwards. So, I mean, heck, if I was staying, I just... Hang out in the bar afterwards with the rest. <laughs> <laughs> Hang in the bar and drink some blood. <laughs> dang it, dang it, baby. Dang it, dang it. Hey, I'm telling you, Scotty, I'm not a shit about that situation. I think I've been on my head a hundred times, but I'm still here. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Yeah, a pleasure to speak to you. Looking forward to seeing you down here in Miami, uh, January 23rd, oh. part of the Legends of Wrestling. Always a pleasure, sir. All right. Thank you, Take man. Care, no worries. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. This is MMA Showdown, the first one of 2016. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to ready to talk some mixed martial arts here, and we're already starting with a bang. But George, on an unfortunate note, I'm going to start this by uh, sending my condolences on behalf of The Roman Show. Howard Davis Jr., a 1976 gold Olympian in boxing for the United States. He passed away just uh, two days before uh, the end of uh, 2015, on December 30th. He lost his battle against cancer. He was a great man. I had the opportunity of working with him for his promotion, Fight Time. And uh, I was there at the memorial services that was held last week. Very touching on his family spoke, including his son, Daya. Davis was also a professional boxer. And George Howard Davis Jr. meant a lot to the community, not only in boxing, but of course in mixed martial arts, as he was a trainer in American Top Team. He was a great man. He was a great coach. And he had a very gentle and humbleness to him that is irreplaceable. Howard Davis Jr., we remember you. You were a great person, great man. And I'm sure your legacy will continue to live here in South Florida, in New York, and all across the world of mixed martial arts and combat sports. Thank you for everything, Howard Davis Jr. And if I may say also for Mr. Davis, this man uh, was such a helpful gentleman, such a a kind-hearted man. To a point that, like how Mr. Roman was saying, very, very well known in the boxing and MMA community, he actually reached out to people like me to help us establish even something he's not very familiar with in professional wrestling. He wanted to help. This was uh, something that I never went forward with, uh, but Mr. Davis was actually trying to help uh, at one point, you know, pushing a project that he's not familiar with. Mm -hmm. And that just comes to show you how nice of a gentleman he is 
and how much of a helpful helpful soul he is. And he will be definitely missed. Uh, rest in peace, Mr. Davis. I thank you so very much for believing in us, uh, even for you to even think about us. Thank you very much for everything. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Howard Davis. And uh, now it's time to talk about some mixed martial arts. The year is already starting with a bang, George. We got the news. It had been rumored. Now today, on this Tuesday, January 12th, it has been confirmed. Conor McGregor, Rafael Dos Anjos, the lightweight champion, will be battling at the 196 UFC pay-per-view in Las Vegas, the co-main event, Holy Hom versus Misha Tate. But the big story, of course, is McGregor and Dos Anjos. These two have been battling each other verbally, and it's going to happen now. you got the featherweight champ versus the lightweight champ. Dana White has gone on the record of saying that, hey, listen, I am okay with having a champion or a person, a fighter, who has two belts at a time. You don't have to release one. You can go ahead and keep both. He's, he's a fan of that, of playing that, which I, I, I maybe a couple of years ago, that probably was not his mentality. But he understands that McGregor sells pay-per-view, so why not? Give him two belts, have him fight a couple of times during the year, right? Makes sense. Defend the featherweight championship and defeat the lightweight championship if he were to defeat Dos Anjos. But George, this is exciting news for the world of mixed martial arts because Conor McGregor is really, hopefully, I know you always correct me on this, but Dos Anjos is a serious competition for McGregor. Yep. And finally, you admit it. Uh, But here's the thing. Conor McGregor, again, or Rafael Dos Anjos, I'm going to say this on record. Either way you look at it, whether Dos Anjos wins or McGregor wins, I'm trying to be as biased as possible in this, they're about to make history. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. One of them is going to walk out as a double champion. Something that I don't think has ever been done in USD. Of course, this, this will be history. Yeah, so this correct me where I'm wrong on that. If I'm wrong, please correct me. But for what I've ever seen, this has never been done in UFC history. No. So I'm a huge fan of McGregor. Huge. And I'm trying to be as biased as possible. I will support Dos Anjos as much as I will support McGregor, you know, for this history-making event. But I'm sorry to say this, Mr. Rowan, I'm still going for my boy, McGregor. (laughs) And McGregor actually being investigated after posting a picture on Instagram with a gun saying that, bow down or I'm coming off for you. And the Irish police was investigating him because over there in Ireland, there are rules with gun laws. Well, they're, they're a bit different here from the United States, but it turns out that he apologized and he was just kidding. But this is serious stuff. Conor McGregor, Rafael Dos Anjos, if you recall in a press conference long, long time ago, not that long time ago, but a couple of months ago, I believe it was during the summertime, he said, McGregor said, Dos Anjos, I'll come after you after I win my title. And guess what? When you fight me, you'll make more money and you'll be able to buy those red panties for your wife. And you can thank me for it. So they're calling this fight the red panty match. That's what they're calling this uh, main event because of what McGregor said. But listen, this is going to be an exciting fight. It's going to be an exciting night. And I know everyone was anticipating UFC 200 to be something explosive. 
UFC 197, man. You got those two title fights. Alihan, Misha Tate, and Los Angeles and McGregor. I mean, you can't get any better than that. It's just, uh, wow. I, 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 if, if UFC 197 is going to be good, what if, what is UFC 200 going to bring? I don't even know. <laughs> you and I both. But all I got to say is, is one thing and one thing only. Prepare yourself, guys. We're about to make history. And also, bring back GSP. I would love to see a McGregor versus GSP. <laughs> well, there have been rumors that he could come out of retirement. So, the thing is, it would have to be a super fight. Unless he has that on a, on, on a UFC 200, but... Hey, yeah. yeah, I was about to say, hey, Dana, UFC 200 is coming up. <laughs> another, another rumor is CM Punk making his debut. Dana White has been fishing for an opponent for CM Punk, a guy who is around maybe a 1-0 record, maybe a 2-0 record. But CM Punk has been rumored to be on that card. He says he seems to be ready, although not too long ago, there were rumors also spreading that he was injured, but seems to be that he's on point. You got Daniel Cormier versus John Jones. That's another possibility. Um, so many fights to, to make, but the McGregor and Dos Anjos, is really something huge. It's, it's really gigantic, and I'm really shocked that they did not wait for that fight to happen at UFC 200. So they must have something else big up their sleeves. Maybe McGregor or whoever wins is a quick fight, and they'll be able to make a quick turnaround. Well, they they might they might have wanted like uh, both titles to be uh, you know defended uh, separately that originally pan, planned before they came up with the Dos Anjos versus uh, McGregor. But who, who knows? Who, who knows? But the point is, is that. It, it, but you're forgetting one major fight that's coming up also around the corner, Mr. Roman. Yes, sir. And well, let, well, we got two major fights actually. Let's talk about this Saturday because you got T.J. Dillashaw versus Dominic Cruz. Now these two have been going. Well, not really T.J. because D.J. have been very, very quiet. But more Cruz. Cruz has just been bashing the champion, saying that he doesn't belong there that he's just a fanboy, that he's no longer with Alpha Male, but he is, he really, really is. And Cruz, the former champion himself, is coming back. He's, he was the former Bantam champion, Bantamweight champion, and he has a unique style of fighting, so does TJ. This is a really pretty exciting fight, because if Dominic Cruz, who was on the injured list for some time, that's the reason why he was stripped of the title, but if these two go toe-to-toe, and Cruz comes in at 100%, this could be a really a big point coin toss of a fight, George. Agreed. But right now, it, these two, I, I see it like as as one of those dream bouts. You know, the, both TJ and of course Dominic. Yeah, like you were saying, you know, uh, Mr. Dominic being uh, injured on the injured list, having to be stripped of the title. You're looking at a guy. And this is no offense to TJ, again, him being a former champion and all, but you have to look at it in Dominic's eyes. You're looking at it at a guy that was injured, stripped of his title. He never lost it, okay? He never lost it. He was forced to be, you know, to let it go. So this man is coming back with not just a passion, but with a motivation to get his, you know, will back, to get his title back, to, to come back into that octagon and make make an impact. So when when you tell me this fight, I have to go with Dominic uh, for the win. We'll see. I'm not going to predict anything yet. Last, last, last predictions. My last two predictions were horrible. 
I'm just gonna let the fighters do their thing. Which I'm still waiting on my episode, Mr. Roman. Well, whenever you want, man. We're gonna have to probably do it next week. Then you're gonna have to go ahead and start off the show. <laughs> By the way, breaking news! Breaking news! At the uh, UFC title contender Yoel Romero, who trains right here in Miami, Cuban fighter. Uh, it turns out that he has been red flagged for using performing and performing enhancing drugs, according to uh, the USADA. Uh, again, this is a potential USADA violation. They has this has not been confirmed at 110 percent as uh, the USADA is currently conducting an investigation and they will be releasing a proper detailed investigation at a later date. But according to the UFC's drug testing partner, uh, this is what they say, according to a statement, USADA, the independent administrator of the UFC anti-doping policy, will handle the results, management, and appropriate adjudication of this case involving Romero. Additional information will be provided at the appropriate time as the process moves forward. Romero, if you recall, defeated Ronaldo Salsa for the number one contender spot for the middleweight title, which currently right now belongs to Luke Rockhold. So it's not looking good for Yoel Romero, who is 38 years old. If he were to be actually found... Uh, of using this, these illegal substances, we're talking about a year or two of suspension. Yo Romero's 38 years old. He's not a young buck. And he was next to get that title shot against Luke Rockhold. So this is definitely a huge dent in his career if, in fact, it is true that he was using these uh, illegal substances prior to his fight against Ronaldo Sosa as they fought on UFC 194 uh, back oh in the All I gotta say is hashtag free Nick Diaz. Good thing you mentioned Nick Diaz because Nick Diaz, which we had an opportunity of speaking to him uh, in Orlando last month, and you can check all those interviews on the Roman, Tools, Roman Show's YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash allromano201. Turns out, George, that his suspension has been reduced to 18 months. The people have spoken... And well, the authorities have no choice but to follow what the people say. He will be eligible to compete in August. If you remember, Diaz was suspended for using marijuana. He was given a five-year suspension, but the officials from Las Vegas, the commission, has decided to reduce that to 18 months. And now, Nick Diaz could return back to action in the octagon in August. So, huh. he's a happy the camper. He's gonna get. Oh, he's going to be a happy camper. And over 10,000 people, 100,000 people, I can't remember the, the exact number there, but all signed a petition to take it to the White House. And the people did it. And they spoke. And rightfully so, Nick Diaz could be eligible to fight or will be eligible to fight in August. So, we will be seeing him in action at a very, very uh, short period of time as five years is just ridiculous for using marijuana when these guys are using steroids and all these things now the question has to be is who's going to be his first victim he has a lot of anger (laughs) 
for being suspended in the first place for five years, who's going to be his first victim? Well, why, you know what? Well, I know Anderson Silva is fighting Bisping, and it's actually going to be on the UFC Fight Pass, so that's going to be a free show. Why not put him up against Anderson Silva in a rematch? Why not? It was a fun fight. It was it was exciting. It was entertaining. Why not? Yeah, but is this, would this one be as fun? I don't think so, Mr. Roman, because you're looking at Mr. Diaz, who's been sidelined for so long, watching all these other people fighting that possibly have done, you know, things are worse. No, again, no, I'm sorry if I'm saying it. This is just my opinion, my opinion alone. Um... You know, that done things worse while he's sidelined, you know, sitting at home saying, I could have been there, I could have been there. Can you imagine the anger this man is going to have when he returns into the octagon? No, he's going to be pissed. Well, George, we're going to welcome in right now CJ O'Doyle, the ACW World Heavyweight Champion. Sir. Hello, you hear me there? Oh, we lost George right back. But we're going to welcome right now CJ O'Doyle, the ACW World Heavyweight Champion, who takes on Deimos January 16th in Newport Ritchie, or you can catch it live on the WWNlive.com. Guys, I know how hard it is to work year-round, day-long, week-long. Then you come home and you get all this other stress. Well, let Massages in Space take care of you. That's MassagesInSpace.com. Check them out. They are located in Miami. All you got to do is give them a buzz. And they'll treat your body right. And trust me, you'll walk out like brand new. Massagesinspace.com All right, everyone in Florida, you got to head out to Newport Ritchie. It's a big event happening there uh, presented by WWN and the American... Combat Wrestling presents New Year's Classic at the All Sports Arena, 7716 with Tio Court. That's in Newport, Ritchie, Florida, January 16. And you can check out for more information, acwflorida.com. Right now, it's a pleasure to have the ACW World Heavyweight Champion, CJ Odor. How are you, CJ? I'm doing good, my friend. I'm doing good. Yourself? I'm absolutely awesome, CJ. Well, you are the champ. Everybody's after you because you have the gold around your tie, uh, around your waist. But you're facing a pretty big opponent here, Deimos. The guy weighs over 240-something pounds. The guy's a beast. He's a monster. What can you tell me about this matchup coming up on January 16th? Um, he's, you said it. I mean, he's six foot four, 250 pounds. The guy's chiseled in stone. He looks like an action figure. You know, I've never beaten him. You know, but I've got Dante's Inferno. I've got the King of Florida, the King of the Southeast, Francisco Chiato behind me. I've got the Freak Reckon. I've got Stormy Lee, and I've got the man Dante Brown in my corner. Dante's Inferno. So he's six foot four. He's a Greek god, and I'm going to go at him one on one. I'm going to go at him man on man. But I feel pretty confident that I'm going to retain the ACW Heavyweight Championship. It's American Combat Wrestling ACW, and we're known to get a little hardcore, if necessary, a little extreme, if necessary. And me, being from Philly, I'm not afraid to do that or whatever it takes to retain the title. So, spoiler alert, put your money on me. <laughs> and they, we all know about the history of Philly and the hardcore, the birthplace of ECW. CJ, you mentioned Stormy Lee. You, you mentioned Brown. 
but then you say you're going to take on this guy. So are you going to go one-on-one, or are you going to use some assistance if need be? You know, I'm the Lionheart. See, you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. You broke out there. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I heard you there because we lost your connection there. So are you going to use the assistance of maybe Stormy Lee and, and Brown or uh, Chiasto like you mentioned? Or are you going to do this one-on-one? I mean, here's the thing. First off, you're going to have to come out to the all-sports arena and find out. But, you know, anyone who knows me knows whether it's an obstacle course race or whether it's Steve Austin's Broken School Challenge or whatever it is. I go at it one-on-one. But I like having that gold around my shoulder. So... You're gonna have to choose. You're gonna you're gonna have to come out to the All Sports Arena or watch uh, at WWNLive.com and find out what happens for sure. Because you know I'm not even sure what I'm gonna do yet. I'm gonna win. I'm gonna retain the gold. That's what I do know. But we'll see what happens. And CJ, you mentioned about the the the, the Broken Skull Ranch, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But you're very well all around athlete. You you do marathons. You competed in Stone Cold's Broken Skull Ranch, which puts you in these rigorous competitions. But you also practice Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, tell me how you got into this, and and, and I've been seeing now, and I want to get your point of view because with the Performance Center, they brought in Seth Fertazelli, who everyone knows by knocking out Kimbo Slice, and they brought him to teach stand-up to these guys uh, and girls at the Performance Center. But I see that more professional wrestlers are using more of the MMA concept into their training, and how does this help them? when it comes inside the square circle, for example, for you with the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but how would it also help someone with the stand-up, and how would they use that when it comes to, to showtime? I mean, as far as stand-up, there's a lot of hand-eye coordination. When you're getting tossed around the ring, uh, it's very easy to get your equilibrium knocked out of place, so it definitely helps um, with getting your bearings straight. It's another form of training, um, another form of, co- another form of uh, cardio and combat, and just really helps add to it. Um, I got into it because during a, a marathon that I wasn't participating in, but my girlfriend was, um, there was a pavilion, and I just happened to run into these guys doing a BJJ demo, and I'd always wanted to do it. Long story short, I got into it, and I've been doing it. Um, and it's a really nice supplement to wrestling. I'm able to incorporate the moves um, into some of my matches. In fact, um, I'm known lately I'm known to throw on a pretty mean triangle choke to try to you know beat opponents. Um, and in terms of the stand-up game, same thing. If you're if you're a striker, you can really put some nice combinations uh, together in the ring as a good offensive weapon. Um, and it's really about you know diversifying your style and and being innovative in the ring in terms of offensive maneuvers go. So um, I think it's a great thing to incorporate into matches. And, and aside from the, the jiu-jitsu, you used to mention marathons. You were in a marathon this weekend. Explain that to me. And obviously, this is getting you in tip-top shape to your big matchup on January 16th. Absolutely. 13.1 miles, half marathon, uh, during the Disney Marathon weekend. Um, it was my longest uh, race, obstacle or not obstacle race. Um, and what's great is I was passing mile 8 and 9, and I'm like, man, my car here is on point. Demos is in big, big trouble, and he's a big boy. You know, I'm a big boy. I'm 220 pounds, and he's bigger than me. He's 240 pounds, 250 pounds. So, um I know how much oxygen my muscles need, so his his, uh, his muscles are going to need a lot more oxygen than mine. And if I put him in a triangle choke, uh, I'm thinking it's going to be lights out for this guy. But, uh, yeah, that 13.1 miles, no joke, man. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because when you see a you know big guy like, like a Deimos, he's like, oh, he's intimidating. But 
when you have the cardio and when you have the flexibility uh, and, and the long-lasting endurance, it could definitely defeat anyone, no matter the size or height. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about MMA. Look at Hoist Gracie. Uh, put jiu-jitsu on the map by defeating big guys with, with his jiu-jitsu skills. Absolutely. You know, the key with Deimos, uh, again, I, we've wrestled twice. I haven't pinned him or made him submit. Both both uh, times ended in um, disqualification. Mm-hmm. And, you know, both times he hit me with a huge onslaught in the beginning. So if I can survive, well, no, 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 no. I'm the champion. When I survive that onslaught, um, it'll just be like a little Ali, a little rope-a-dope. Maybe hit him with some combinations that you were talking about earlier. Take out his leg, take him down, and tap him out with a triangle choke. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's huge. He's an action figure. But, you know, he's going in there with a lion. And uh, he's going in there against one of the members of Dante's Inferno. So it's going to be a long night for him. Now, now Demos obviously is a big challenge, but you've had some bigger challenges. Let's talk about Stone Cold's Broken Score Ranch, some big major challenges that you face there. And obviously... Being right next to a Hall of Famer, an icon of professional wrestling, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Tell me about that experience. And did you get to sneak in maybe a little conversation or two with Stone Cold about professional wrestling? Uh, just a little bit. He asked, uh, you know, what all our backgrounds are and um, told him wrestling and, you know, asked where you train and told him with, uh, you know, Pitbull, Gary Wolf and uh, WWE Hall of Famer, Alpha the Wild Samoan and, um, so we talked about the performance center a little bit because I'd done some NXT work mm-hmm. uh, right before going out. So we talked about how nice and gorgeous the performance center is. Um, and uh, But outside of that, it's pretty much the majority of the wrestling conversation with Steve. And um, it was a great experience. Um, you know, they say experience isn't something you get until just after you needed it. So I tried to keep that in mind uh, the whole time. And... Um, the whole thing from start to finish, it was grueling, it was tough. Uh, however you think it looks on TV, it's probably about 25 times tougher uh, than what you actually see on television. Yeah, I also remember Jesse, uh, he used to be in TNA and, 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 and tried out for other um, promotions. Yeah, Jesse, Jesse, Jesse Neal. Jesse Neal was on it. Yeah, yeah. Jesse Neal was on it. He did a great job. You know, I know the challenge that he did and... Um, while we both had different challenges, both are equally as tough. And I look at his challenge and like, man, he did such a good job. But I don't know how he did it. And then he probably looks at my challenges and says, man, that's a tough job. I don't know how CJ did it. Um, that ranch is no joke. So, no, but I hear it was filmed in California, not in his actual ranch. Is that, is that accurate? It was filmed at the Broken Skull Ranch, and that's what I'll say about that. All right, we'll, we'll leave it as that. So, CJ, uh, obviously, great matchup coming up against Deimos January 16th, and you can see it on WWMLive.com if you are not able to check it out in Florida. And you've been in wrestling for some time now, a lot of experiences uh, in in this profession. Um, 2016, we're starting off this year, obviously with a big opponent against Deimos, but what's expected uh, from here on out in 2016? I've seen some of those YouTube video promos that you've done, and uh, you, you definitely set yeah. it up straight. Yeah, um, especially the most recent recent one that I just set out over the weekend, um, you know, to hype up this event on Saturday. So like you said, it's a big event. It's ACW's first event of 2016 uh, at the All Sports Arena, the big Saturday shows. And um, 2015, you know, I was in uh, Sideshow Shadow for a long time. So I broke free of his shadow, whether he liked it or not, and whether he liked the way I went about it or not. I mean, you know, long story short, he was selfish and had it coming. But um, I solidified myself 
as the main eventer that I know that I am. And I was given the ball and I've run with it so far and I continue to slam dunk it. And I have no, uh, I have nothing but aspirations to continue to slam dunk it. And right now I'm, you know, I'm the heavyweight champion of ACW, part of WWN. And 2016, I'm going to keep it going. Uh, I'm not just going to satisfy myself with ACW. I'm going to uh, keep going all the way up the WWN family. Uh, no one's going to be safe. Not Maxwell Chicago in FIP, not Caleb Conley in FIP. And uh, who knows, I'll probably end up evolving as well by the end of the year. So 2016, 2015, I proved I'm a main eventer. In 2016, I'm going to solidify that. The All Sports Arena uh, this Saturday against Deimos, We've already we've talked enough about how freaking big he is and the challenge ahead, and you know I'm going to destroy him. And um, what I really like about ACW is that they've got those Philly hardcore undertones there. And um, as I said before, I'm not afraid to get a little uh, a little frisky, a little extreme, you know, to do what it takes. So ACW's got a very loyal fan base, very loud fan base. And uh, 7.30 p.m. this Saturday, we're going to start off the new year with a bang. And I can't wait to see it myself. WWNLive.com, or you can head out for yourself. See it in person, Newport, Ritchie, Florida, 7716 with Tio Court. And that's ACWFlorida.com, January 16th at the All Sports Arena. Check out the champ, CJ Odoyo versus Demos. It's going to be a good matchup, the main event of the evening there. And I'm excited for it myself, CJ Pleasure to talk to you, man, and uh, well wishes in this year. You definitely have a, a good 2016 ahead of you and a lot of action as well. And, you know, the best news is how WWN is working alongside with for, with NXT and WWE. That in itself should be a big booster for, for all the, the, the talent on uh, the WWN uh, squad. Everybody from... Everybody in ACW, everybody in FIP, and everybody in Evolve, we are, every single one of us, from the bottom of the roster to the top, work very, very hard. And everybody in the WWN family knows exactly the opportunity that's that's around. William Regal is going to be at the Orlando Evolve event. That's huge. Wow. So everybody knows the opportunity that's there, and everyone knows the working relationship. So everyone's jockeying for position. Uh, it's a great opportunity. It's great. It's a great time to be a wrestler. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Uh, it's a great time to check out the show on the 16th. Uh, it's a great period for wrestling in general. So you're getting me pumped, CJ. I can't wait for Saturday, my man. Well, good luck, man. And, hey, man, uh, I can't wait either. <laughs> good luck, man, and uh, hopefully we can see some triangle chokes there on this big demos guy. Uh, yeah, if you're a gambling man, you're gonna see one. <laughs> I think I have I have a better chance of betting on that than the Powerball. Yeah, I definitely think so. With me, with me, with me, it's a fifty-fifty shot that I'll put him in a triangle choke. I either will or I won't. So, um, I'll, I'll bet on you. I'll, I won't bet on the Powerball. I'll lose my money. Thanks, man. Thanks so man. much, couple, man. Couple, huh? Couple shout-outs real sure, quick. Sure, couple shout-outs real quick. Make sure Go you follow. Ahead. Make sure you follow AC. Make sure you follow ACW on Twitter at ACW Florida. The Facebook, of course, is slash ACW Pasco. Myself. Instagram at LionheartCJ39, Twitter at CJ, Facebook.com slash CJ O'Doyle. I'm the champ. I started 2016 as champ. I'm ending 2016 as champ. O'Doyle rules, and I'm the Lionheart. Thank you, CJ, for your time, and can't wait to catch you in action this Saturday, January 16th. ACWFlorida.com and WWNLive.com to watch it live in HD. Don't miss it. Again, in Newport, Ritchie, Florida, 7716. Lucio Court at the All Sports Arena. Thanks so much, champ.
Well, that pretty much wraps up this issue, or this issue. I'm, I'm thinking about it like a magazine. I'm thinking too much about Chapo and Sean Penn's article. I don't know what's going on. But uh, this pretty much sums up this first episode of The Roman Show in 2016, George. Ain't that crazy? No, absolutely. We're four years from 2020. That's some crazy stuff. That's some crazy... Think about it. We're in Super Bowl 50. you believe that? Well, we got a lot of stuff happening here in South Florida, George. Aside from the Legends of Wrestling show on January 23rd, we got some other independent shows. Although, the Magic City Con, Magic City Comic Con, is going to be in town the weekend of Martin Luther King weekend. And, woo! Rick Flair is going to be in the house. You can go check him out. And a long list of other celebrities from your comic books and cartoons and all that other great stuff. Well, you're, you're a big comic book, book fan and uh, cosplayer and all that stuff. Good good people out there. Good lineup. Oh, yeah. And, and, and let me tell you that, uh, you know, <laughs> Magic City or Anime Miami or however you want to call it never seems to disappoint. So we are definitely looking forward to uh, Magic City Comic Con, whereas I'm, I'm, bound, I'm sure to tell you it's very worth your money. It is, and go check out Ric Flair, Magic City Comic Con this weekend. Don't miss it. It's going to be right there near the airport. And then obviously later on in the summertime, you got the big Florida Supercon that takes place where they have the big dogs come out. But again, go check it out this week. This weekend, we I was actually there last week. Oh, you were there too last year, right? Yep. Yeah, good stuff. So make sure you check it out. Uh, the Magic City Comic Con, always a lot of fun affordable price and you get to meet and see all those great people george a lot of stuff happening this month and next month obviously you got the big fight between game velasquez and fabrice Verdun for the heavyweight title so much to talk about we're going to bring this to you and more and don't forget also ken shamrock versus hoist gracie dada 5000 versus kimbo slice in that bellator card so much to talk about and the roman show will be Definitely there to cover it. And you got some great independent shows that I want to mention here, George. When it comes to professional wrestling, you got the Ronin Show, X Wrestling Show, which we have tried to reach to Ronin, George. I've made an attempt to reach out to these guys. We want to welcome some talent, but for some apparent reason, just making it a little bit difficult for me. I don't understand why, but Ronin... We want to welcome you guys. We want to get the word out. We want to see who's going to be on your card. Come on to the Roman show. Let's talk some pro wrestling. Come on in. The mic is all yours. We want to promote pro wrestling. We want to promote local MMA. The Roman show is here for you. So people can hear you. That's what the logo, that's what the slogan is. If you haven't been on, you haven't been heard. So come on by. In fact... There's an MMA show in South Florida, in Coconut Creek actually, it's AFC. Our uh, good friend Hansel Calderon will be there, and uh, Porumpa, Marcos de Mara, is going to be on the main event. That's going to happen this month, at the end of this month, so check that out if you have an opportunity up in Coconut Grove, Coconut Grove, in uh, Coconut Creek, sorry about that. So... Check out that MMA fight. But, George, I mean, this is why we are here. This is the Roman show. The, the mic is yours. We don't have to hide anything. 
Come on board. Don't be scared, homie. Like Nick Nia said. Come on. The door is open. That's all I could say. If you have any information you want to reach out to us, email us at info at theromanshow.com. Visit our website, theromanshow.com, our YouTube channel, which we are over at uh, 2,000 subscribers. And George, we are over the mark of 2 million views. So eat that. I don't know, some local musician that you don't have any 2 million hits. But subscribe. We want you to subscribe as we're always putting new content out there in the Roman Show YouTube channel. And check us out again. January 23rd, uh, George and I are going to be at the Legends of Wrestling show. Excited to be there. Excited to talk to people and meet people. Really, truly honored to be out there January 23rd. Get your tickets right now, especially that one-on-one meeting. That thing is going to sell out. That one-on-one meeting. Get your tickets now. It's going to sell out with all those people in the house. Yeah, I even have my own personal assistant, Giselle, bringing my own personal chair uh, for the January 23rd event. So, uh, Roman, there's no sitting on my chair, you understand? It's all right. I'll make sure to kick you in the face and get you out of your chair. George, that pretty much wraps up this show. We'll catch you next week here on The Roman Show. Again, follow us on Twitter at The Roman Show. We will catch you next week right here on The Roman Show. If you haven't been on, you haven't been heard.